Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in. And today we're joined by Mark Lotz. Mark, how are you doing today? Doing good. How are you guys? Good. Good to have you. Thank you. And uh, Mark's here today to share his testimony with us. Mark, just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. I'm from uh, Waynesboro, Virginia. Graduated from Waynesboro High School. And shortly after that, I moved to um, Greenville with my folks um, in Augusta County. So you grew up, you're local. Pretty local. Yeah. So did you grow up, um, was church a part of your life growing up at all? It was at first. Um, I think my kindergarten and preschool and things like that, um, I went to a Lutheran church in uh, Waynesboro. And then um, shortly after that, I don't remember exactly how old I was, um, we put going to church. And um, so, yeah. Yeah, so it was a, you had a little bit of time there as a child. How did you end up back in church was that did that happen a long time later or well we at um in waynesboro we did have the um opportunity to go on a bus ride to um a church at wayne hills um, baptist church in waynesboro we did that once a week okay and then i really um when i met my wife sharon is when i um i was 20 years old at the time that's when i really came to the lord and that's when um, I've really started to get, you know. Back, uh, we would say, you know, if you grew up in the church or whatever, you went because your parents made you. But at some point, you had to come to make a decision for yourself. So you would say once you met your wife, Sharon, when you were 20, that's when you started to maybe, was there a anything in particular that led to you making that decision for yourself? Her and her family, I just... Um, she grew up in the church her whole life, and just her, and the way that she portrayed everything, the joy she spread, her grace, and everything, and her whole family, it just really, I mean, it just, that's how the, all that happened. That sounds like the way God intended it to do, that our light would draw others right. to Him. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful testimony of your wife. Mark, is there anything, I know you mentioned that you went on the bus to the the church once a week there. Was there anything that happened maybe in the teenage years or anything that you can point back to, even though you maybe didn't have a firm foundation, but maybe helped you as you were in your young adult years as far as your Christian foundation? There is. Um, a gentleman named David Ball, he's a pastor at a church in Fishersville. Um, he would pick up me, my brother Jamie, and take us to like a, you know, kind of like the 3D thing with right. you do the all night right. playing basketball and things like that. Um, he lived up the road from us, and uh, he would pick us up once every couple of months and take us with us, and we'd hang out there and just uh, be in the presence and be in a church building. Yeah, those times can be very impactful, um, times that you don't forget too easily. It's really neat to be able to look back and, be able to pinpoint a specific person that spoke into your life, maybe didn't preach to you, 
but he loved well. And it sounds like that's that was um, your neighbor. So how many siblings do you have? I have three. I have an okay. older sister and two younger brothers. Okay. Very good. Do they still all live local, or are you? They all live in um, Augusta County. Okay. Well, you went a long way. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything in your life that you're most thankful to God for that you would like to share with us? Sure, I can do that. Um, One of the biggest things that um, I'm thankful for God for is um, after me and Sharon, I've been with me and Sharon's been together since I was 20. Um, We've been married for 13 years. Uh, We went through a um, part um, dealing with infertility where, you know, we had to go to Martha Jefferson for six months and deal with all that. Of course, anybody dealing with that, I understand that. It's very expensive, and it's it's no fun. It puts strain on your marriage and everything else. And um, after six months of doing that, we finally turned it over and um, gave it to God, and it took us um, a year and a half, or a year and three months, excuse me, um, have Lindsay Ann, which is my daughter, my eight-year-old daughter, a.k.a. Sugar Bear. I have the <laughs> nickname for everybody. And then um, just how God worked through that. Because um, Sharon was, uh, like, I felt so bad for her because she was on bed rest for six weeks before Lindsay Ann was born. And, of course, um, you know, shortly after that, um, we had Boston and Gunner. And just to see how God worked in those moments and it didn't matter how much money we spent, what we did, when we just said, enough's enough, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. And that's when, um, you know, we waited, but sometimes you have to wait, and that's when God um, intervened. He is, he is faithful in the waiting. Um, the waiting is such a hard thing. Uh, that's, if we can surrender to that, He's faithful in his timing, and that's beautiful. Yeah, you have three robust children. Um, I saw them running um, after the daycare um, the other day, and beautiful children. Okay, so I have three things that I'd like to share real quick, if you guys don't mind. Absolutely. Um, These are just things that um, have came up to me that I've been praying about, about serving and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love serving the church. I love serving God. And um, these are just three things that um, really just came up to my mind when I was um, praying about it. Uh, The first one is, um, regarding serving, Mm -hmm. is when, um, like last year, when I, it was the first time, like I sang in choir for Mm -hmm. a long time, um, and then I quit. And um, not here, but like in elementary school or whatever, but I had so much fun um, being in the Christmas choir with uh, Pastor Joe and how he would um, lead that. That was so cool. Um, so that was fun. I mean, that's something that kind of, you know, ignited me into, you know, my serving roles and just, you know, being a doing whatever I can to help out. When Pastor Adrian said, I will never forget this, I could have it, I have it like tattooed on my mind. Um, there is no substitute the church being the church. Mm, that's good. Wow, yeah. And um, as soon as he said that, even though that, you know, going through all this stuff with uh, COVID and everything, 
um, not being in the building, but there is still no substitute for being the church being the church. So how we project ourselves to other people, how we treat other people, how we speak to other people, I think that um, that really just hits me hard. And, of course, um, Pastor Jared, when he was talking about sitting on the back row in the uh, sermon he did, that really resonated with me because he sat in the row right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And we sat back there. And just those things like that that really um, it just you know gets me excited and um, keeps me motivated just thinking of those three things. And, yeah, and I, you know, that is – it's really cool to, you know, Jared's uh-huh. testimony of, you know, sitting here and he took a lot in, but then when he got it, you know, yeah. he got it. And it sounds like that's the same thing with you. Um, you had a taste of serving and singing, but you've been really involved here this summer. COVID, you've been on the parking lot, right? And you bring a lot of joy to the parking lot. And I just your enthusiasm and just even when you post on social media it's always positive and it's always pointing to something positive and most of the time to the lord Um, you can tell that you have a heart of worship Um, you put some good songs out there for us to listen (laughs) to Um, and you know serving doesn't have to be mundane and boring like, you make it fun. Like, you know, one day you posted on, maybe it was on Facebook, and you were trying to come up with a name for yourself on the parking lot. Um, I think we, I ended up with Marky um, Parky, and the Marky Parking Lots, that was funny. That, uh, I came up with Did that. you come up yeah, with that? I came up that, with that was one. awesome. <laughs> and you're out there, um, every week that you're here, um, you're on the parking lot, and bringing joy to other people, like, boom, Mark's on the parking lot. Um, <laughs> and that that makes all the difference in the world to other people. It brings joy. Like, it lifts everybody's spirits. And um, you have definitely been a spirit lifter in these days. And so, what like, it obviously brings you... Um, great joy to bring other people joy is that something that you've always been that way is that something new like I don't know it's just interesting I want to hear I would love to hear the heart behind um, your joy on the parking lot for me I think it comes um, I've always had like an inner feeling about like I want to make people happy um, and just bring joy, like as you just said, and just, um, you know, I don't like confrontation or anything, but if I make somebody's day a better day, mm-hmm. then I'm happy with that. I'm fine with that. I think that's, you know, just the way I'm maybe programmed or mm-hmm. or how I think, but, but just like showing like the inner spirit of God coming out of me mm-hmm. And helping somebody out. And even like if somebody's having like a bad day, just being, you know, projecting, you know, the Holy Spirit coming out of me. And if anything I do or say makes their day better, I mean, I, that's just 
just the way I think. Well, Mark, I know uh, we've talked about how you've served on the parking lot, and you're serving in a lot of other areas. So if you'd like to share anything about those areas, and kind of a second question to latch onto that or go along with that is I know you like to hand out Bibles to people. And that's kind of a real ministry for you. So if you'd like to share about that also and how that began. Sure. All right. So um, I'll start with the Bible question first. Last Christmas Eve, after we got done doing this, the service for the Christmas Eve service, I went to, um, I just feel like I'd, I felt like I needed to take a break. And I went to um, a church in um, Stewart Straft, um, a pastor named Josh Wheeler, which is U.S. Marine. I talked to him yesterday. Super nice guy. I used to work with him um, a long time ago. Um, his mother was a um, pastor as well. So I, I, this is how this whole thing started. I went down there. I went to, um, it's like a 9 o'clock service or something like that. And um, at the end of the service, I went up to him. I talked to him. I left my Bible sitting on the chair at the front. So um, I had text him. I was like, um, Pastor Josh, do you have my, um, is, I leave my Bible there. He's like, yes. And then he told me he had, um, you know, he had somebody that could, could use it. So I was like, we can have it. Back before that, that's how that all started. Um, I felt a calling. Um, we had a Gideon here that um, did something for us when your dad was um, our preacher and things like that. And I felt a calling to do that. And then I didn't, um, I, me and Sharon talked about it, and I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to take that step to, um, to be involved in that. So then fast forward back to Christmas Eve. Um, I was like, I felt so much joy by having somebody have a Bible mm-hmm. that I, you know, I read through, I looked through. And then, then that turned into all kinds of crazy, craziness, giving away Bibles. And you actually, if I'm not mistaken, go to Goodwill and buy up all the Bibles because you're like, there's no need for these to sit here and collect dust. People need to read these. and So that's powerful. Yes, sir. That is true. And if you'd like to share anything else about any of the other areas uh, you're serving here and just how... Um, you can, I believe, based on what you've said so far, it's not just others that get blessed by our service, but we also are blessed by our service. So if you'd like to share some of that also. It's all joy. So maybe, you know, you're on the security team here and uh, what other areas you help with, if you'd like to share about that. Well, I like drinking the apple cider a lot, especially when it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I help out with, um, I really enjoy doing the uh, Kid City movie night. That's a lot of fun, just hanging out with everyone. Um, I used to do the, uh, the children's ministry as far as like the nursery and things like that, but I don't particularly do that anymore. Security things, you know, that's a lot of fun. And, of course, the parking and the hospitality and greeting and the counting. Yes, <laughs> you're a great counter. <laughs> I know exactly how many people come in your, I always have your numbers. Yeah. It's just, you are just present. Like you have just been present and available. It doesn't matter what it is. Like one day you come walking in with a car, 
when we were having the outside service, and some people were leaving their car on, listening to the radio when we were having the outdoor service, and they go to start the car, it was dead. So you just bring a battery charger in just so that somebody um, needs a jump. Just thinking ahead of how you can um, serve others, and you're around. And that's just so important in these days that in these days when not everyone can be around. You know, there are some people that for one reason, usually health reasons, they can't be here. And when people step up and just engage like you have, it, it is just a real joy to experience that and just to know that that support is in the building for what really whatever needs to be done, whether it's carrying heaters in or tents or uh, whatever. So you have certainly made things easier around here and more fun. And we've already talked about this a little bit, but uh, you talked about how much you enjoy worshiping, whether it be singing on Sundays or listening to worship music. And this is on the radio, so people can't see this, but you have an Elevation Worship hat on, and I know how much you love their music and actually had a chance to visit Elevation Church uh, not too long ago. So just talk about your heart for worship, whatever else you want to add to what we've mentioned already. Yeah, it's um, it's just something I do. I don't, I mean, you, it's just one thing that I do that um, really helps me out. Um, you know, of course, on my lunch break every day, I read my Bible. Your Elevation Bible? <laughs> well, after I got it. But I spend, um, I spend an hour, I mean, I dedicate myself to spending an hour a night listening to worship music. I mean, that's how, like, I feel like I get connected to God, get connected mm-hmm. to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, sometimes it's like the same songs over and over again, which, I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. I like them, but um, I mean, that's like my intimate time because, you know, when I'm sitting in a restaurant or sitting at my desk, read my Bible at lunch, I mean, I get distracted, you know, obviously, but when I plug my headphones in for at least one hour a night, it's just like my quiet time. It helps you to refocus. Worship, when we worship the Lord, I think about the scripture where... King Jehoshaphat was, they were going out to battle and they were going up against three other armies and the worship team went ahead of the, those going into battle and when they came to the plain where they were going to be in battle with these three other armies, they had all turned on each other and every one of them had passed away and it was in the worship that the battle was won. And I don't know if that speaks to your life or not, but there are times in my life where I have to worship. Like it's what it brings my spirits up, and I have to worship. And it's a way I surrender my life to God. Like I can lay it down. Sometimes I need those words, you know, that we sing to actually, and sometimes it's to lay it down to surrender, but sometimes it is, I need to worship and just not have any other conversations, you know, <laughs> so that when I'm Absolutely. through that time, I am more prepared. And the words that we sing, like there are certain songs that just impact us deeply. 
And those are the songs that I can sing over and over and over. I'll put a song on repeat for a long time if it's really ministering to me. So I, that's, that's just good in these days that we live in to be able to have that time of worship and make sure that our focus is where it's supposed to be. Uh, you talked early in the uh, interview about a gentleman that spoke into your life you know, picked you up. There was one that picked you up on the bus. There was a neighbor that did all nighters, basketballs at the church, uh, basketball games. Is there anybody in these days that's speaking into your life that has made a difference? There is. Um, attending Celebrate Recovery, we'll call him Uncle Walt. <laughs> we know him. <laughs> um, he has been a big influence to me. Um, he's ministered me greatly. And um, he's been a big um, just guidance, um, you know, because everybody has hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Right. And just having someone to kind of guide me through um, different journeys. I mean, we all have different seasons of life. We all go through different things. And having him um, help me, I mean, he's such a, a great guy, and he's been um, very, very helpful. And um, he's taught me a lot in just, like, conversations. The CR program is absolutely phenomenal phenomenal mm-hmm. and um i enjoy it and i look forward to it every monday well it's always good to see you walk in the door um celebrate recovery is just this really um cool place where everybody walking in the door and knows they have something they're working on it's a real level playing field when you walk in and um, it is great to see um and just to hear that someone in that program has really impacted you. And I could have guessed that, but I didn't know it for sure. But Uncle Walt, um, he's been here since the beginning, and um, thanks for giving him a shout-out. I'm sure that he'll get to hear that. Yeah, we love calling him that, and I think he's endeared it and uh, has grown to love it now. Yeah, he loves it too. (laughs) But, uh, and also another thing exciting happening in our church and something that you'll be a part of is our East Rock campus um, that will be launching uh, in February. And so just anything you'd like to share about why you felt led by God or to be a part of this and just why you're excited about it. Okay. Um, I prayed about it. As soon as I heard the announcement that um, we'd be launching a new campus, I started praying about it. Um, and it was, it's just been on my heart. And um, I adore the town of Elkton. Like, every time I've been there, I'll meet people. And I don't know, there's just something, there's just something about it that um, has led me to, you know, to go to the East Rock campus. And I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty excited about it. You know, hopefully I can still do my same thing, serve in there, and, um, you know, I'm just happy and um, super excited about it. It's going to be a, a great time, I'm sure. Probably a lot of learning to do. but Yeah, well, that's all right. It should be fun. Yeah, I, you know, it's really amazing how God draws our heart to certain things. And just to hear you say that your heart has really been drawn there uh, helps me, like, it excites me, uh, not only that he's drawn your heart there, but you've said yes. And that's just a real important part, that when we feel our heart, uh, that tug on our heart, that we can lean into that. And 
you know, you've been, um, you've been leading in and learning a lot over the last while. And just, I'm thinking about how you've leaned in and begun to volunteer and you're learning some roles and you'll take what you're learning there and um, implement it. And, you know, I'm selfishly a little sad that you're going, um, but I'm really happy that you are. East Rock is going to need perseverant volunteers and servants like you that will just lean in and do what needs to be done. And for such a time as this, God's prepared you for that. So I'm excited to see it. I'll be coming down some Sunday morning just so I can get parked by Marky Parky Lines. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a deal. He's like, the other day he said, or a couple of days ago, um, he said, we got to make a deal. He said, I, I'm coming to visit Harrisonburg, and you'll have to come visit East Rock some. So. That's exactly right. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's so exciting because we're not losing anything. We're gaining so much. And there's been a few people that have said, oh, I hate to tell you, you know, I just didn't want to tell you that I was leaving. And someone even said, leaving HFCN, and I said, wait a minute, you're not. You are, you are going to fulfill the, fulfill the mission right. of the church, and you are still a part of this body of Christ. Um, we're one church, three campuses, and that is... Just, it's so exciting to see. Um, there's a lady that worked for me when I worked at the hospital. And um, I got to call her the other day because I saw her name was on the list. And she is so excited about being a part of that campus and just seeing how God is bringing the people there. And um, he's putting love not only in your heart, but in a lot of other people's hearts, preparing them. So... Um, there'll be a few open spots around here, and we're beginning to fill those. So today I even had a conversation. I, we were talking about um, volunteering around here on, in the parking lot, and I said, well, remember, we're going to have a spot where Mark is, um, and so we need to make sure we have somebody that's prepared to um, take that place. And so we're thinking about it already, and we're excited uh, for what God's going to do, not only there but here too. Absolutely. Mark, uh, thank you for joining us today. What else would you like to share with us uh, that we haven't asked you already or that you haven't shared already? Okay, just ask, ask me anything. So, uh, Mark, so you work in sales, right? In service now. You work in service. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you share your faith in the workplace? Because I'm sure that you don't keep Jesus all to yourself. Right. I do not. Um, one thing I, I watch my thoughts and I watch my mouth. Mm. That's good, yeah. boy. Can, we need to stop right there and say thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, that's good. We could learn from that. And sometimes, like, I don't have to. You know, I don't like say, "Hey, you know, have a Bible or anything like that." Right. But um, always have my Bible with me, and um, you know. I've noticed that, like, I've had some times where, where coworkers will ask me questions about, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? They're asking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, I just make sure I watch my thoughts in my mouth. Yeah, that's good. That We could all, you know, someone said one time that we may be the only Bible that people ever see. 
And there is a quote from St. Francis of Assisi that I read just this week, and when you said that, it just made me think about it. It said, St. Francis of Assisi said this, it is no use walking anywhere to preach unless our walking is our preaching. And what a, what a true statement that on our way to do whatever we're going to do, someone once said, what was it, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. Yeah, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. Um, our body language and our attitude tell a lot, of, a lot about who we are and um, who's in us. So... That's really good advice. I like that. Well, Mark, thank you for joining us on Front Porch Talks today. It's been great to hear your testimony and great to have you with us. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that today's broadcast, as you've heard Mark Lott's testimony, has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.